This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, I love pre-recorded shows because I just got to be honest with you. I'm at Barrett Jackson right now. (laughs) I love it. Yes, I'm in Houston and... You know, what can I say? So I I put a a show in the can so we can still do our show and have fun with people like Brian Moody from Auto Trader. But uh, Brian, you know where I am right now? I'm sitting at my Yay. desk right now. Yeah, I'm I'm in Houston. It's it's hot. It's muggy, but I'm I'm inside because I'm at the NRG Center and it's air conditioned there. I'm at Barrett Jacks, and it's like just close your eyes and squint. You can see Alan running from car to car, going, "I'm buying that one. I'm buying that one. I'm buying that one." And then I, I don't because you know because I, my wife would kill me. But uh, anyway, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Don't you already have enough 57 Chevys? No, I actually have never even owned a 57. I own a 54, which is a little more bubbly shaped, but no, not the one with the no, wheels. No, those are cool. Yeah. yeah. That was my first car. I paid 100 bucks for it. 100 bucks, 50. You want to hear my story about my first car? Okay, I'll tell I'd it love to you. To. <laughs> I got a car for $100. It was a 54 Chevy Bel Air. It was two-tone green you know those those funny greens they had back in the day and it had that smell that mohair or whatever they call that that interior uh-huh. smell you know and it was a three on the tree so if you don't know what that is that means you're really young and it was just a big old boat but it was only a 100 bucks so at that time i was learning how to paint cars and stuff and um i said to my friend i go uh, i want to paint this car he goes well, you ought to take it to this friend of mine who paints cars. He charges 200 bucks. You get the car already. You tape it up. He shows you how to do everything, and then he paints it, and then you put it all back together, put the bumpers and things back on. I'm like, you're kidding. I'm going to do that. So I did it. I went to the guy, and then I was, I was watching all this stuff, and he's like, you want to learn how to do this? He goes, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking he's you know, showing me how to fix a couple little dents. and stuff. It was really cool. So he actually let me paint a little bit of the hood. Because, you know, a hood, you can't get a run on a hood because it's flat. So he showed me how to paint the cars. And then guess what? I started painting cars after that. My whole life changed because of that 54 Chevy. And uh, I, listen to this. I paid him 200 bucks. It was like $60 for materials for paint. Of course, you can't even buy a quart of, of lacquer thinner for that much now. But um, I painted it. I fixed it up. I put some fake white walls on it that I got from J.C. Whitney. And I sold it for $1,900. And man, that was a life changer for an 18-year-old kid. I think maybe I was 17, 17, 18 years. No, I was like 17. Anyway, changed my life because I only had like $400 in it. And I was like, cars, you can make money on cars. (laughs) So that's where I am right now at Barrett-Jackson. Some people can make money. I'm actually, believe it or not, I've always been pretty good at it, knock on wood. But I know you want to talk about some newer cars. And I go all the way from my 54 Chevy all the way to hydrogen fuel cell Hyundais. Who would have ever thought? You know what's funny? Okay, so listen. Yeah, we'll talk about the hydrogen-powered thing. But there's this company in um, San Marcos in California. And they convert or help to convert 
vintage cars to all electric. What do you think I, about I, that? I've heard of that, and it makes me want to hurl, spew, vomit. It's called EV West. I don't oh, like but it. What about this? What if the <laughs> what if the car that they save? It's kind of like the zoo theory, right? This animal they have in the zoo, that animal should be out roaming the African tundra or the African plains. But what if the animal is hurt, and the only way for it to survive was to take it to the zoo? Same well, with these cars. What if they're so far gone, they're really doing that, you know, they just wanted to make something new out of something old. Well, here's what I say about that. There's all kinds of people in this world. We've all got eyes, but we all see things differently. And there's a butt for every seat. And there's people that just think that's the coolest thing in the world. Personally, per, per, yeah, I think I'm going to vomit. I got to take a break. I, yep, <laughs> I got to go. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Well, you're listening to The Drive. I'm Alan Taylor. <laughs> Boy, it's a good thing I got some Pepto-Bismol. I got a little uh, indigestion from uh, Brian Moody talking about putting electric motors in classic cars. How dare you, Brian? Anyway. <laughs> Brian Moody well, is the... Well, i one thing I do hate. Yes. I, I do hate this. I have to admit. What? I don't like modern wheels on old cars. Yeah. See, that's that's like, like so... That. It's so un-PC, you know? All right. So uh, executive editor, autotrader.com. You guys do a lot of studies and things. And I know that we're today we're going to talk about best leases for September of 2021. We're right in the middle of September. But this Hyundai fuel cell thing, give us a couple of minutes on that. Well, fuel cells are already here. So for people who live in California, they know this. Many manufacturers are using California as kind of a test bed. But as it is right now, there are three hydrogen-powered fuel cell cars for sale or for lease in California. The Honda Clarity, the Hyundai Nexo, and the Toyota Mirai. All three of those cars are available right now if you live in California or live in the right part of California and you want to go lease or buy one of these cars, you can do that. They're hydrogen-powered cars. You go to a gas station, they have a hydrogen pump. You pump the gas into the, the hydrogen gas into the tank and it runs on hydrogen which turns into electricity so essentially they're electric cars right but what's interesting about this is that they're already the technology is already here but hyundai is kind of doubling down on this and saying mm. you know by let's say by 2040 they want to have a much bigger investment and they also specifically said that they want to popularize hydrogen so here's some things hyundai wants to do they want to be the first automaker to supply a fuel cell system to commercial vehicles. Mm. They want to create a fuel cell vehicle with a price point that's comparable to a plug-in electric. And they also want to apply fuel cell systems to various types of mobility. And let's just say mobility, what, what could that be? Robotic taxis or something like that. Right, right. And they also want to 
you'll be behind this. They want to create a hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicle that's a high-performance sports car. Well, see, again, electric, we turn the light switch on, the light goes bang, and it's on. And so you have that yeah. instant torque with electric. But you said something there, commercial vehicles. That makes sense because commercial vehicles mm -hmm. usually come and go from that same place every day and go on a, a certain route and do their thing. And they also can yeah. have the ability to fuel at their home base, you might say. And that's the most likely. So what you just said about commercial vehicles is the most likely place right. for self-driving vehicles to sure. come into the conversation. It's sure. not probably going to be. I go buy one from my family car. It's most likely in the beginning going to be shuttle buses, yeah. maybe goods and services, transportation, that kind of stuff. And well, Hyundai I, wants to be in on that. And you so can think for them for being, you know, cutting edge. I could see a little golf cart shaped looking little thing with a light rotating on the top that goes along and reads meters and things like that. Because, I mean, of course, now they have uh -huh. smart meters, so they sure. don't even have to. But the world is changing and I, and I could see that stuff. All right. So we have about two and a half minutes. So is there a story on the hydrogen fuel cell cars? Autotrader.com? There is. Okay. Yeah, there is. And um, just for those scoring at home, the sports car that Hyundai is proposing develops 670 horsepower and goes <laughs> oh. from zero to 60 in about four seconds. So well, well, that's, they, you got you me know. on that one. I like that part. Okay, Mitsubishi, a car company that was a lot of question marks. Give me two minutes on this Mitsubishi vehicle. Yeah, so we just had the, um, the um, what is that thing called? The Outlander. And it's actually pretty good. I was surprised, like you said, that sometimes Mitsubishi seems like a also ran, but this was a decent car. It's a three-row SUV. It comes with three rows, standard. The third row is for, for kids only, admittedly, but it also has a base price of $27,000. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it drives nice. It looks okay. The looks are polarizing, but it has the right features. The interior is nice. It has a good ride. It has those three rows of seats that, for some people, they just need that little bit of extra space. I don't know. I was really surprised at how good it was, and maybe that was because of my expectations, or maybe it's because they've kind of upped their game. I know they're sharing some basic components with Nissan, but it didn't look like a Nissan. It looked like a Mitsubishi, so for whatever that's worth. Well, that thing you said was called an Outlander. I think that was hilarious because yeah. they do become things to us after you start driving all these different I cars. I remember what's, the name of it. What's that thing called? I love that. Okay, so Mitsubishi is a Mitsubishi very... Mitsubishi Outlander. Right. 2021 Mitsubishi Outlander. Fair Those, enough. There you go. If you have a scorecard at home, mark that one down. Mark it that's down, good. scorecard. Mitsubishi makes a <laughs> lot of really good products, by the way way cars and suvs and things like that that's the tip of the iceberg if you look into mitsubishi i had a fantastic mitsubishi television about 10 years ago you couldn't kill the thing and one of my kids that threw a ball or something and it knocked the tv off of about a five foot tall stand hits the ground wow. i went okay well it's it's that's the end of that Nope, no problem, nothing, not even a scratch, only in the floor, because the thing was built like a tank. So I, I got to give wow. Mitsubishi props for continuing on props in on such, the TVs. you know, the TVs, but a lot of their products. But I've, I've driven yeah. Outlanders in the past. Outlanders have always been a pretty good outlier, a pretty good thing on the outside that people don't really notice that much. Yeah. So uh, for the price, good stuff. All right. Uh, another story you can find at autotrader.com. Uh, we're talking to my buddy Brian Moody, who is the executive editor there. He likes to say they're not saying boo, they're saying Moody, Moody, yes. Moody. Yes.
you're getting it. <laughs> Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, like I said today, I'm not here. Uh, this is pre-recorded. It's in the can, as we call it. I'm at Barrett-Jackson. Yeah, baby! And I'm in Houston, and uh, I, uh, I'm probably buying a car right now. My wife will get mad at me. Isn't that weird? I can talk about the future like that. Anyway, Brian Moody's here. Brian, so... Um, we're going to talk now about the best leases available for September of 2021, of which I just wonder if there are even cars available because of the chip shortages we've been talking about. Well, so that's definitely a different part of the story, but I think another part that's worth pointing out is a lot of cars are not discounted right now. People are paying over MSRP oh, for some yeah. of these cars. So yeah. some of these leases are actually kind of compelling. I assume they're going to have at least some of these cars. Okay. What do you got? Nothing. I, that's it. I'm all done. No, I'm only kidding. So this is one I really like. I think some of these cars on the list are going to be like, well, would you really want to drive? Like, for example, the Chevy Trax is on the list. I don't know if I'd want to drive a Chevy Trax. But the Buick Encore, the Buick Encore GX specifically, $2,500 down. It's a 24-month lease for $179 a month. That's a nice car. That's a decent car for that kind of a lease. I actually like the Chevy Trailblazer better than the Chevy Trax. With this one, same thing, about $2,500 down. It's a 40-month lease, $219 a month. This is pretty good for what we've been you know, seeing lately. The Kia Nero is a similar story. They want three grand down for 36 months. It's a three-year lease, one ninety-nine a month. Mm. And then there's the Kia Sportage, which is also fun, decently equipped, nice looking, thirty-five hundred dollars down, one ninety-nine a month for 24 months. Can, so now, obviously, uh, let me ask you know, the, the higher you, the higher down payment, the, the less desirable it is. That's right. My, but that's my take. I'm wondering as I'm listening to you. I'm going, all right. You know, Kia. You know, it's an Asian vehicle, right? And maybe because because I, I, I'm surprised they even have any of these vehicles because the ones you just talked about are all good little vehicles, right? They're all little SUV yeah. type vehicles. But Kia is like, it's really hot on the marketplace right now. I'm surprised they even oh, have yeah. it. But I'm wondering if because of where the vehicle they're is killing. made, maybe it's where it's made. I don't know. Maybe they're making them in Alabama. Who knows? I don't know that. But maybe it's because well, it's a Korean company. Or the Telluride. Sure. And the Kia Carnival. Those cars are selling consistently for over MSRP. So when we talk about the Kia Nero, that's not such a new hot model or anything. And in fact, I'm on Auto Trader right now. I can see that for 2021 and 2022 Kia Neros, I mean, there's 
I see a bunch of them for sale yeah. right here. I, and I that's can, a nice I car. That available. That's a really, really nice little machine. I got to tell you. I drove that yeah, sucker, I and I was like, this is, you know, I mean, first of all, nobody makes bad cars that are selling their cars in the United States right now. They're, they're all really good cars and trucks and SUVs and everything. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. The warranties are off the hook, especially with Kia. But I'm, I'm yeah. surprised with so everybody listen, having trouble getting them, they've got them. Now, That's what's amazing. Go ahead. I agree. I agree. I think you're going to have to check. And, and one thing you might have to do is be flexible about the color, be flexible about the equipment, that kind of stuff. But yeah. I can see, you know, by looking at AutoTrader, like these cars are available. Okay. So I was saying the Chevy Trax. I don't know if I want to drive a Chevy Trax or not, but listen to this lease deal. If you just really want a good, basic, small SUV, this is $1,300 down, $199 a month for three years. That's pretty good. Yeah. Listen. I mean... I yeah, mean, it's better to buy, of course. But if you can't find what you want, this will fill the gap. Thirteen hundred dollars down and two hundred bucks a month for a you know brand new car with Apple CarPlay. That's nice. Okay, so here's what I've been telling people: if you want to buy like the car of your dreams this year, probably not a good year to do it. Buy something. I agree. Get a little lease. Let it get you through because everybody wants to have a car that is you know several things safe economically um, you know important at how many miles per gallon or whatever that'll fit their lifestyle all those kind of things but if you can't get the one of your dreams right now buy a tweener an in-between a car that'll help you through don't have to buy it lease it this is all about lease deals right now because that'll help you bridge the gap between getting that car your dreams that you may keep for six eight nine years i don't know you guys have i'm sure done studies people are keeping their cars longer today the cars last longer they're more reliable dependable more efficient you know all those things but it's not a good year to buy the car of your dreams. So I think these are great little right. in-between cars. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree. And there's some good lease deals out there yeah, for you know, yeah. September. All right. Well, so all this stuff is available at uh, autotrader.com. And you can always find all kinds of really good stuff like this, all kinds of uh, studies and best lease this, that, and the other. And, you know, of course, there's, I'm sure you guys are doing, you know, everything that everybody else is doing these days, which is video and stories. And then on top yeah. of everything else, there's it's Auto Trader. Yeah, right. So News, there's reviews. And, and then the thing is that you can look at the lease and say, like, oh, what are the great lease deals for this month? But you can click right there on a link and go and find in your neighborhood or in your area like the actual cars for sale not just in theory and then you got to go look somewhere else well and this guy is is the he's the executive editor of that so you know it's all flowing through his powerful mind like he's pinky in the brain i'm not sure if i'm (laughs) i'm pinky or he's the brain right now (laughs) brian thank you man appreciate it my friend all right (laughs) all right we'll take a little break i am uh i'm in uh well, I'm actually in my studio right now doing this, but I'm actually, my body is at Barrett-Jackson because I taped this show earlier in the week. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's The Drive. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. 
Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, our show is brought to you in part by Brembo, the choice of champions. And you can buy Brembo brakes at buybrembo.com. Carl Brower joining us. My buddy Carl from a long way away on the uh, far side of the moon or just from the far side cartoon. One of those two. <laughs> so, we, Carl, we got a lot to cover here, brother. It looks like you've got a lot going on. Which states pay the most and the least for cars. This is a iccars.com study. And uh, that's actually kind of interesting because depending on where you live, you might want to go out of state to buy a car, you know? 100%. And something I always try to tell people too is just generally when it comes to buying a car, the more flexible you can be on when and where and what you buy, the more likely you can get a better deal. And the where is a big one of those because... Most people, they'll kind of logically default to, oh, you know, start looking at my local dealers, see what I want to buy. And it's like, yeah, there's a great big world out there, people. And uh, there's a great big dealer network out there. And if you can go 200, 300 miles away and save even just $1,000, even if it takes you six hours to go get the car and back, that's over 100 bucks. That's 150 plus dollars an hour you're making by making that uh, drive. So should always look beyond that. And if you're willing to burn some miles, maybe you have to go halfway across the country, but you got some miles on one of the airplanes, or you're going to take, you know, Spirit for $89 special, whatever, and right. you'll get a car and save two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000. So well, you should really be able to yeah. go to other states if you want. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that um, you have gone. Well, how far did you go to get that Firebird for your daughter? I went to Iowa City, Iowa, about uh, 1,700 miles away from uh, Southern California. (laughs) My sister, she went 2,400 miles to buy her Jeep Gladiator diesel-loaded version that she really wanted to have. 2,400 miles. People are willing to travel. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you can save enough... To be able to take a little quick vacation, you might say. Go visit a family member. And that's another thing. Call a family member and say, hey, do me a favor. Give me the, the number of that local dealer near you. You know, if we're talking about one of these states, we'll give some of these from this study from iccars.com. By the way, Carl is a executive analyst there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, woo But, anyway, no, it's cool. Listen, the, these studies are very helpful to people. So if you have a family member, of which uh, my sister, you know, called me, of course, and you can get a better deal, then it becomes a, like a little vacation thing. Go for a couple of days, stay with your family or friend, and pick up your new car, do your thing, and enjoy it. I mean, look what the world is in a weird place right now. You can't go to France because guess what? If you don't have a, a vaccine or anything like that, you can't go anywhere. But France is not even allowing people to come from America. They're like, we're not safe enough to go to France. Paris, France, there you go. You're not going, America. Anyway. That's right. All you Americans looking to fly over and be treated like, you know, crap because you're an American in France, you can't do it right now. 
<laughs> that's bad. Oh, that's funny. But uh, actually, the last time I was there, I got treated pretty well. So, I, but this, of course, five years ago. But anyway, okay. So, so can you name off a few of these states which pay pay the most and the least? I don't know what kind of an order do you have, but go for it. Sure. Yeah. So the average new car price. Sorry, average used car. These are used cars we're talking. About. Average used car price is twenty four seven ten. So just under twenty five thousand dollars. But you know, you got states like Colorado and Utah that sit on either side of that average. So they're right there at 24.8 and 24.6. Then you get a little more extreme when you go to somewhere like, well, Alaska, believe it or not. Now, I mean, willing to go to Alaska to buy a car, that's a commitment. You know, that's, we really want that car and they have it in Alaska. But if you go there, they're 20% over the average. They're $29,656, almost $30,000 is the average used wow. car price in Alaska. That's that's kind of shocking, but I guess it's not because they already have problems getting stuff anyway. So this just shows right. that this is another one of those things they're having problems getting, which is good used cars. So I have a uh, 2007 Cadillac Escalade that I got from a friend of mine that is literally like new. Now, 2007 is what, 14 years old. These things have, you know, have gone up uh, tremendously. And so I've been waiting for the title, got the title and, you know, I'm just kind of helping them sell it basically. And I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe I should advertise this thing somewhere where the prices are really high. You just gave me a heck of an idea because I have a friend that lives in Ketchikan. What the heck? I'm going to advertise it there, ship it down or let people come here and, you know, fly here and drive it back, whatever. I think this is a good idea. So if you have a, a vehicle, you guys, this is a really good report from iccars.com. If they go there, is it easy to navigate and find this report? Go to the homepage and there's what they call that global nav, those persistent buttons at the top of every website. And right. one of them for us is research. Okay. And if you just scroll over it, then you'll see studies and guides as one of the choices down there in the menu that pops up. And right. uh, this one's right there at the top of that page. And yeah, don't forget it, Alan. There's the where do you save money and where do you avoid? If you're in Alaska paying 29000 on average, maybe you want to consider, well, the, the cheapest state, which is... Uh, Indiana, twenty one nine sixty one. So you're you're talking close to eight thousand, nine thousand dollars if you're in Alaska and you're willing to take a flight to South Bend and buy a car and drive it back. I mean, that's just quite a drive, but for eight grand, I'd drive from someone said I always pay you eight grand, you gotta drive from Indiana to Alaska, I'd be like, Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> well, I think that this actually creates an opportunity for many. Because some people right now have had a car, they've taken good care of it, and maybe they want to sell it. And there's lots of good websites where you can sell your vehicles out there right now. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not going to give them out. You guys use your own judgment on that because for the moment, we've got a lot of competitive sites. Carl working for iccars.com. You can check that one out, certainly. But there's many places where you can do a national search on cars. And if you go to iccars.com and look up this, you can find out where the cars are selling for less if you want to buy one or where they're selling for more if you want to sell one. You can actually market it to that, you know, Facebook marketplace or whatever. I don't know, Craigslist, however you want to do it. 
So, um, you know, the the one site that we work with, which is Auto Tempest, they kind of gather all the different websites. We should introduce them to the folks at IC Cars. And uh, because it's it's neat, right? Today, in today's world, we have technologies that really enable us to pinpoint what it is we want. And then we can get it and get the best price on it. And, you know, because people are just doing more and more of their own research. All right, speaking of that, yep. i got to take a break. They're like, take a break. Will you stop talking to this guy? He's wasting all the time. The commercials are going to play. You're going to get in trouble. All right, goodbye. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road ahead. When you think Subaru, you think love. The 2021 Subaru Outback gives you state-of-the-art active safety technology for extra confidence on every drive. You can count on the roomy comfort and impressive cargo space, standard raised roof rails with enhanced tie-down points, and Subaru Starlink Multimedia with an 11.6-inch high-resolution touchscreen to wrap your experience with love for your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6-inch touchscreen available on select models. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Subaru and the new Outback. Of course, and all their new cars. Go where love takes you. Subaru. Carl Brower joining us. Carl, he has uh, he's a very prolific writer and commentator and analyst. You can find him at Forbes Autos. He's a contributor there. He's a he's on the what is it on the juror and a board member of the North American Car and Truck of the Year. Um, just a lot of stuff, the IC car stuff and all the rest. Carl, thanks for being with us. You have information here. There's still more production cuts due due to the parts and the microchip shortages. What do you have on that? Well, it's just a little disconcerting because this has been going on for a while. And yeah. I think we were all thinking, uh, we'll be done with this by like deep winter. You know, winter, there's a drop off generally every the cycle every year as it drops off demand a little people don't buy cars in the winter as much for all the obvious reasons and by then they'll start to have the supply taken care of and these two things will come together and we'll get more supply less demand and everything will kind of normalize well that's wrong that's <laughs> not going to happen uh, <laughs> by the end of this year right the chip shortage is continuing and now i would i would suggest looking at the data that we're seeing at ic cars that there's people who are surrendering to the higher prices and deciding to just buy anyways. We just did our fastest selling new and used car list. Mm. And uh, the new cars are selling faster this month than last month. The time on the days on market, you know, how long the days on, on the, on the market, which is how long they sit on the dealer lots. They come into the lot, they roll off a truck, they get put on the lot and then they get bought. And typical is supposed to be 60 days supply is what manufacturers are trying to have and all the supply is down to like, eight days, for instance, on the Sunday Santa Cruz and now, 8.3 now, days on a Corvette 8.7 on a Mercedes GLS. Hold on so. a sec. So when you talk about this Santa Cruz, I have yet to see one out in the wild. I, uh, you know, you guys, you, you A-listers are uh, driving these things all over the country and everything, but the average person doesn't even know what the Santa Cruz is, I don't think, unless we really stop and go, this is Hyundai's new 
kind of car-based pickup truck, you guys. Can I call it that, Carl? Yeah. Perfect. No, you nailed it. And it's kind of cool looking. I think it looks pretty cool. Like, you know, it's it's the most untraditionally styled open bed vehicle probably since the El Camino, you know, in terms of looking so car-like. Uh, but it's cool in this case. And like the El Camino was cool. I thought that was cool too. So it, it's a cool transition from kind of their um, their Tucson, which is kind of what it starts as into this open bed Santa Cruz. But they just started hitting dealer lots and they're just flying off the lots in eight days. Yeah. So all of this points to the fact that people are not able to find the new car they want at all. And if they do, they just snap it right up. And there's no sign that we're going to have plenty of new cars available so that people aren't having to pay these kind of elevated prices and buy them in these elevated time frames, these shorter time frames that they last on the lot. There's no indication that's going to end even in the next three to five months. It's probably going to go Yikes. well into 2022. Uh, yay, yay, this is not good news. All right, but what about here's some other bad news. Ford Bronco delays and Ford's effort to quell buyer frustration. What do you got there? Yeah, you know, so they had these problems with the supplier for their hardtops, the removable hardtops on the Bronco. And I just oh, had one. I was no. playing around with the removable hardtop. Cool, awesome. But they weren't producing the cars quick enough, even in today's reduced production world anyways. But the, the demand is so high for the Bronco. People are waiting like 8, 12, 14 months for their cars. They're starting to get frustrated. Oh. And so Ford is working with them, and now they're actually offering some monetary benefits, some other kind of benefits. They're basically trying to say, sorry, the car has continued to be you know, more delayed and less available than we thought, even oh, when we no. knew it was going to be in high demand you know, six, eight months ago. Right. And they're helping their uh, buyers out a little bit, which I think is smart on their part. The, this car should be a positive thing for them. They don't want it to start to turn negative because of the long delay. Well, and from what I'm hearing, people are actually selling. We talked about this on a, a show recently. They're selling, if they got one, they're selling it for double what they paid for it. So if they paid a 50 grand, they get a hundred grand because these, some of these wealthy people, they just want it. And I want it now. Like the girl in Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. If you remember that, <laughs> she was a bad egg. though. <laughs> yes, she, she was. was. Yes, she was. <laughs> That's exactly right. But you know, listen, if somebody has enough money and the, what do they say? The, uh, Oh, there's a good old saying, how badly you want it is directly proportionate to the thickness of your wallet. So if you want it that yeah. bad and you got a thick wallet, then God bless you. Because we live, and Americans, yeah. we live in excess, wretched excess. Anyway, well, okay, we so, <laughs> wow, weird times at Ridgemont High, if you know what I'm saying. And Carl here is saying it may last into well into 2022, along with all these other crazy things with you know, God knows what's going to happen with all these mandates. And I, I don't, don't get me started now, Carl. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say nothing, man. No, no, I'm not going there. You no. know how I get. I get upset very easily. Don't start talking about Biden with me. Oh, anyway, uh, speaking of that, Biden wants 50% of the new cars sold in the U.S. to be electric. By 2030, he won't even be alive. Oh, don't miss the latest auto news, videos, and real world reviews. Find us online at the drive with
Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And I'm talking with Carl Brower. He's a contributor for Forbes Autos, uh, executive analyst, iccars.com, executive publisher of this, that, and the other. He's on the board and the juror of the North American Car and Truck of the Year. What hasn't he done? He's done it all. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like one of those Game of Thrones, you know, rulers. You know, it takes like five minutes to explain all the accomplishments. I know. Well, you know, listen, you're one of those lucky guys. Um, so Biden, <laughs> let me tell you, you know, don't get me going on political stuff. You know how it is. But this one's actually kind of important. A man that will not be here around roughly the, the year 2030, my guess. I mean, come on. He's getting pretty old. He's starting to fade away. Biden wants 50% of new cars sold in the U.S. to be electric by 2030. And he's using some creative legislation. And I'm curious, what kind of garbage do you have on this? What do you mean, creative legislation? What's he doing? Well, this one's interesting because of all the things I've heard done in the U.S. Uh, auto industry and the government playing together, I hadn't heard this one before. He is thinking of adding a $4,500 federal tax credit to EVs but only if they were built at union-controlled factories. Oh, boy. Now, oh, boy. So you got a $7,500 tax credit for, you know, EVs in general. And this would be on top of that. There'd be another $4,500 tax credit, you know, which now you're up to like $12,000. But only for union plants. So that means any EVs built, and that includes Tesla, because they're not unionized plants, mm. but also all the uh, the import plants that are down in the south, you know, all the EVs built by Hyundai and Kia and Honda and Toyota and all that, that have a lot of these plants that are not unionized. Wow. And I just, I thought that was interesting and creative is the word I mean. It's like, well, that's, that's creative. I haven't heard that one before. I think you're going to ruffle a lot of feathers on both sides of uh, the discussion now because, of course, the union workers will be very supportive of this. So now that you've introduced it, if it doesn't happen, they're not going to be happy. And the non-union plants and the non-union automakers are going to be very unsupportive of this. Right. So, and I mean, and I think the one thing you could say is that as a politician, you're supposed to at least not look like you're influenced by any given special interest groups. And, you know, when you're going to put a rule in place that only applies to union run plants, that it doesn't seem like it's really an earth-friendly based thing. It seems like it's based on other things. Well, I was talking with both of our friend Brian Moody here just a little while ago. We were talking about the uh, Hyundai fuel cell, the hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, which seem so much smarter than just these pure electric vehicles. You know, just by the fact that, I don't know, they just do. They just seem smarter because you have an option at that point. You know, because this to me, though, seems kind of, anti-productive in many ways because you are forcing 
the automakers to do something they, they may not want to do. Now, I think that's already kind of going on behind the scenes. Anyway, if you want to know the truth. But it's also, look, where I am today at Barrett-Jackson, because, you know, you and I are taping this show early in the week. But I'm at Barrett-Jackson, the collector car auction, because the classic car world is going to go insane. Because people are going to say, no, I want a car I can work on. I can't afford 100 or 125 or 150 bucks an hour. I can't afford that. I want to work on my own car. I can still do points and condenser and oil change and spark plugs and spark plug wires and, you know, things that you can do to tune your own car up or work on your own car because you don't have to have a computer and a computer degree to be able to do the tiniest little thing. My car has a. Right. A tire pressure monitoring system on it that scares me to death, even though I know what it is and I know how it works. It's like, oh no, I'm two pounds down. Oh geez, I'm two pounds down on air. I gotta pull in right away. It's all designed to throw the fear of God. When one of those lights come on, it's like, oh my God, pull over. You're gonna kill yourself. And all it is, you left your gas cap loose, right? So I, it's right. just you know, we're in that place in the in the history of the world where everything is controlled and run by fear. And fear of losing a job, fear of not being a, a unionized, you know, automaker or something. You know, I don't know. It's it's manipulation, which I hate. Carl, you got me in a bad mood now. Damn it! <sighs> Talked about politics. <laughs> well, my work me. here is done. <laughs> the rest of the show is screwed. Oh dear! Oh my God! All right. Carl, thank you, my friend. Like, Appreciate I, it. I, I insist, though, Alan, people yeah. who, politicians who will not be around by a given year should not be allowed to make predictions or demands of what has to happen by that year. Well, I stand by that. There you go. So we know that even <laughs> if he got another term, Biden wouldn't be here by 2028. He'll be gone. So it's not fair to say by 2030. But anyway, that that's what they do. They always go in and change the rules of the last guy. So anyway. All right, Carl. Yeah. Thank you. My, appreciate that. Appreciate nothing for putting me in a bad mood. We'll be right back. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. Autotempest.com. All the cars. One search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, it's, uh, it's official. I might as well tell the world... My wife is jealous. Yep, she's jealous of BJ Colleen. Um, BJ, she heard me. She finally listened and heard me call you the voice of reason in my world. 
and my wife is officially jealous and she wants to be now called the voice of reason in my life. So I don't know. We'll have to come up with another, another title for you or something. <laughs> Maybe just the voice of reason in your automotive world. Okay, How's that? That's fair. That's so but, funny. Uh, Jan has I, nothing to be jealous of. I know. She knows that. She's a sweet girl. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing just peachy. Actually, as I'm talking to you right now, and the the show is airing probably on Saturday on a half of about the hundred radio stations on Sunday of some of them. I'm at Barrett Jackson in Houston, Texas right now because we recorded oh this goodness. earlier in the week. Beautiful live to tape, right? Nobody knows. Shh, yeah, are you gonna are you gonna buy my um, Metro for me? Oh, you so so you know I was going. That's right, but you don't know I'm actually there. You're talking to a hologram of me, just my voice hologram. Oh, okay, I'm gonna. Is I'm it pink? Did you tell me the color of this thing? Yeah, it's the pink one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go looking for it, and I will uh, I will try and find it and watch it. Matter of fact, I might even ask if I can sit as it goes up onto the block at Barrett-Jackson over in Houston, because it's, uh, it's supposed to be uh, raining a little bit there, so there'll be a lot of people. And it's a good thing it's inside. It's the, you know, the Astrodome uh, Convention Center there, the NRX or XRM or whatever it is, Astrodome in Houston. Okay, good enough. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, a little more E stuff. As much as I hate the word E, I'd like to remove it from the alphabet, please, and uh, <laughs> make things on uh, Wheel of Fortune to Art. Is it the Wheel of Fortune where they have to pick a letter? You yeah, know? that's right. the one. Yeah, it'd be you tough. Know, if, you got, if you got rid of the letter E, you know, some words would be the same, but some words like eerie, you could still say that, artie, or <laughs> elephant. Don't need an E for elephant, right? So you, I, I'm, I'm okay. You Just know what? Hey, wait, we could call it an elephant. It'd be like an part elephant. alligator and part elephant. <laughs> an elephant. <laughs> anyway. All right. So you're talking about e-fuel news. Porsche has got something called e-fuel. I don't think it has anything to do with electric, does it? No, but uh, e-fuels are basically it's a synthetic fuel. And we talked about this before that Porsche was designing it and trying to see if they can make it work because, you know, we have synthetic motor oil, so why not have synthetic fuel? So not only have they developed it, but they're actually starting to build the factory that's going to produce the synthetic fuel starting next year. So it is moving along, which is pretty cool. Now, it's the facility is going to be located in southern Chile, believe it or not, and the fuel at first is going to be used for race cars. Sports cars and classic cars is what they said. But why they're doing it in Chile is because you need a lot of wind power to create it. And apparently in Chile, it's one of the most reliably windy parts of the world. And you know so, what else? It's awful chilly there as well because of that wind. Anyway, bum, bum. it's really bad. It, it would just be chill if you got rid of the E though, right? So it'd just be chill. <laughs> and you I like chill chili. Chill. Actually, chili's delicious. <laughs> Carol well, Shelby chili makes that chili. you eat has an ice. There's no eating oh, okay. and food chili, Fair but enough. this is the, the place. Just, will you just chill and keep talking about the product? Come on. <laughs> I mean, will I chili? Okay, I'll be chili. All right. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, producing synthetic fuel is is not easy to do. It's complicated. It's involved. I guess there's electrolyzers that that split water into oxygen, the hydrogen using the wind power. And then they filter, the CO2 is filtered from it, and when it combined with the hydrogen, it produces the synthetic methanol, which in turn is converted into fuel that can be burned in a regular piston engine. So what they see and what Porsche is saying is it's actually really, really smart for them to do it. The only problem with that is that it's not cheap. So for right now, because they're just starting out, 
it's about the equivalent of $9 per gallon if you did it with the equivalent of like $2 per liter for right. the, the Germans, that uh, for Porsche. But, you know, you think about $9. I was in California this past weekend, and I paid four and a half a gallon. So it would just be double that per gallon. Just but double, that, no big deal. Just double, which doesn't sound like a lot. But you know what? If you couldn't afford an electric vehicle... But you can afford your regular car that could run off a of synthetic fuel. It'd be worth it because, you know, even at paying double for fuel, it would you'd save because you wouldn't be spending $38,000 on an electric vehicle. So I like the fact that Porsche is giving you an option. That's what it's really all about. All right. Well, hold but, on. We'll talk more on the other side. Okay. It, it's called e-fuel, which is pathetic because it's synthetic. They should call it S-fuel. Or they could call it sea fuel if you don't know how to spell synthetic and you think it starts with a C. That's synthetic. Pathetic. It's all pathetic, but it's synthetic, so they should just call it synthetic. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across the nation and around the whole flipping world. The flipping, flopping, freaking out world right now. And hello to my friend in, in London, Jonathan, the Brighton Beach Boys. Yes, I saw that post. Congratulations on getting married, too. That's one of our uh, listeners all the way over from the uh, across the pond. Um, anyway, the, uh, the interwebs, very cool stuff. So uh, one of our sponsors is Autotempest.com. And if you're looking for your next dream car, check out Autotempest.com. They make searching for your next car easy. Why? Because I said so. Just don't don't ask questions. But here's actually why. You no longer need to spend time going to individual car sites like Cars.com, True Car, Carvana, any one of those guys. They bring all those listings, plus they even link you to Facebook Marketplace and Nationwide Craigslist. They also now offer search alerts. So you can sign up and receive emails when new listings happen that match your search. So guess what? That means you're at the front of the line. You got to make that call quick. Bam! Got to be ready for it. Uh, You get all the cars, one search. All the cars, one search. I hope you heard that because I said all the cars, one search. Check out autotempest.com slash the drive so they know we sent you. Tell them slasher sent you. That's me. Autotempest.com slash the drive. Tell them the price slasher sent you. BJ Colleen's talking about the uh, e-fuel stuff, and I know. Let me just start all over again because we're talking about the e-fuels, and 
I'm not going to sing, you know, from Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a bill sitting here on Capitol Hill. Remember that? I know you remember that. <laughs> yes, I do. But I, I, I loved must it. Say, nobody calls you the slasher, <laughs> so I don't where you got that from. Price, price slasher, that. price slasher. Come on. But <laughs> gasoline. It reminds me of you know, gasoline is so it's so cool because it just works. It's not e fuel. It's not <laughs> hydrogen the way. You know, uh, Brian Moody from autotrader.com was talking about hydrogen fuel cells from Honda, Hyundai, Honda, Hyundai, however you say that word. Anyway, I think commercial vehicles, yes. I think people that, you know, are human beings that are normal people with workaday jobs, unless they're a rocket scientist, they're not going to buy a fuel cell. You know why, BJ? I know you know why. Because there's no infrastructure. <laughs> exactly. And it's also scarier than shiznit because it's like, who wants to deal with hydrogen? <laughs> you know, all you oh, picture is a bomb, you know. No, it's, it's scary. Not, it's not a hydrogen bomb. I know, but they're that's what, tanks, you know, that's what. They're stored, they're safe. It's scary. I, mean, I don't even like doing propane. You try and hook up a propane bottle and it's all stinky and. I like the smell of gas. I actually enjoy it. I actually spill a little on my hand on purpose. Just, I'm like um, Biden with girl's hair, you know? You, you have a problem. You have a big, big I love problem. the smell of gas. If I knew you were serious, I, I would be a little bit more concerned. <laughs> if, a, if, a, if a girl walked by that smelled like gas, then I'm like, hey, hey, hold on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you come want to smell like gas, go to the drag races, you know, the, the top fuel dragsters, and go stand behind one oh, no. when they're starting it up, and, no, no. and you'll reek of gasoline it's and not, all the rest of No, your let me just tell you, that stuff will burn the skin off of your skull. They made the movie <laughs> yeah, Scar uh, Mars Attacks. Remember that movie? They were just like, because ah! that stuff will, and you know, have you ever gotten that in your eyes when you they start one of those up, and there's like oh, a- Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Your eyeballs catch on fire, you know? Yeah, you um, can't open them. It's like being sprayed with mace. Yeah, it's, it's a, horrible. It's an experience. You have to do it once in your life. But anyway, getting back to the, <laughs> the e-fuel right. with Porsche, they're only going to produce about 34,000 gallons in 2022. But by 2024 and 2026, they're looking at 145 million gallons. So. It's actually going to make a difference. But right now, they're going to put it in their race cars. They're not doing it for the public oh. yet. Let them practice on race cars, which makes sense. And it's going to be interesting because it actually reduces the carbon dioxide emissions existing internal combustion engine cars by as much as 85%. So if people start screaming, well, it's still going to pollute. That's absolutely not the truth. It's not going to pollute. It's going to be you know just as much or the same as ICE cars. And they said... By the time you count for the wheel-to-wheel -wheel impact of manufacturing the electric vehicle, it all comes out to be a wash. So I don't see anybody bitching and moaning about it, but hey, hey, I'm sure hey, they will. Hey, watch the language, lady. This is not right. the 70s, although this song is. It's uh, Boogie Wonderland from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, <laughs> we'll take another break. <laughs> what, what did I take? I don't know. I'm... I'm acting really weird here in the second part of the show, but I think that's normal, actually. I feel like weird anyway, right? When you think Subaru, you think love. The 2021 Subaru Outback will make you fall in love with its state-of-the-art safety features, a spacious and comfortable interior, and convenient amenities, all ready for any adventure. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus up to 33 miles per gallon. 
8.7 inches of ground clearance, X mode with hill descent control, and a direct injected turbocharged Subaru boxer engine will make you love every adventure in your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo model. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6 inch touchscreen available on select models. to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, the voice of automotive expertise in my unreasonable world is BJ Colleen. See, BJ, I, I twisted it up there. Um, <laughs> um, the Collector Car Network, which is cars.com, autohunter.com, and cars.com journal. They sponsor the show. Cars.com is a classified where you can sell your classic car. Autohunter.com is an auction, an online auction place where you can sell your car. And the journal is where you can read about stuff that's going on in the classic and collector car industry. Uh, Check out all the websites. Um, The Collector Car Network, now owned by Barrett Jackson, where I am right now. And you'd never know it. You don't hear about a 50, 50, 75. That's for memorabilia, by the way, because that's, <laughs> that's I should have been an auctioneer, yeah. huh, BJ? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Give me a ham and cheese. Give me a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> I haven't done that in probably 25 years. Okay, so the auction is going on in the background. You can't hear it because I'm actually sitting in my studio. I'm actually there right now at Barrett Jackson in Houston. Go to Barrett-Jackson.com if you want to see what's going on. You'll probably see me like waving my arms like a crazy, you know, as my son would say, a crazy chicken. So, BJ, can we talk a little bit about cars that are dead for 2022? two and beyond i guess which makes them potential yep. classic cars for the future of and they actually the collector Car network has a car show called future classic cars so these since they they're dead they, there may be a chance that they may be in that in that realm someday what do you got no no not these. no the gremlin is gone oh no well, the, the first one is the lincoln nautilus and the Lincoln Nautilus replaced the MKX, and it's kind of the vehicle between the Aviator and the Corsair. Oh. The Corsair on low-end, Aviator on the high-end. But I think that the Nautilus looked too much like the other vehicles, and nobody really was sure where it was. And it's oh. you know, slicing up the market too thin. So they pretty much let that one go, even though they just did it a couple years ago. But yeah. everybody's talking about there's going to be a, an electrified version of something along those lines. Uh. So. And so the Nautilus is not going to be a future collector car. Now it's just no. an orphan. Yeah. And then no. the other Ford vehicle is the Echo Sport, which was the the smallest SUV that Ford made. And they actually built it in India. Oh but Ford just said they're done making cars in India. They're, they're through with the marketing the cars in India. So this car was a fallout from it. But the truth is, it wasn't a big seller here anyway. And most of it is because... People can't get the name right, you know, that you have the EcoBoost engine, but here comes this car, and now Ford says they want to call it the Echo Sport, not the Eco Sport. So that threw everybody off. And yeah. You remember what was it? The uh, the Chevrolet tried to get everybody to say Equinox instead of Equinox, and they never, people just don't, <laughs> they just do what they want to do, you know, not what you tell them to do. So 
But the, the Echo Sport was just a small vehicle that was just a little too European freaky for people yeah. here. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that, you know, they've just dropped off. And so they're just saying, well, you know what? So, I remember when they showed that and it was like on Sunset Boulevard, like during the Oscars or something. Do you remember that when they showed us that for the first time? And they, yeah, I and it did. was like, what? Well, the reason why, and you just said it because it was a little too freaky, just like the the rest of the freaky people in Hollywood that, you know, are up <laughs> up for some award. Yeah, it was a little too freaky. It was too small, and then of course you're dealing with India, which that causes its own set of problems. <laughs> yeah, figuring the cost to to ship things, you know, and ship them to the United States, and you know there was a wait, and you know with the chip shortage. I mean, it's like yep. when you. The problem with small cars, as you and I know, is that the dealerships and the, the manufacturers don't make a lot of profit on small cars. So right. you really have to have a case for a small car that's going to do well. For example, the Honda HRV, the Hyundai Kona, they're both doing well. But the Chevy Trax and the Kia Soul both also have sales have fallen off. And I think because the Kia, you know, when cars come out and they're real cute in their designs, there's only so many places you can go with it. Right. And, you know, otherwise you're changing the whole personality. You're changing the whole soul of the car so to speak so we got the the lincoln nautilus is next the eco sport echo sport or whatever the heck from ford is next what else you got that's it for that's right it. now okay there so will be more because good. yeah because the, you gotta think about this this is this is the time when we're switching to the 2022 model year yeah but now you still got 2021s that aren't that haven't been sent to the dealers because they can't because of the chip so what do you do? You just stop making 2021s and just go right into 22s, I guess. It's yeah. like that's what people are trying to figure out. So, you know, to me, production wise for dealers, it's crazy. Yeah. For one of the car companies that is quietly, I mean, of course, there are several of them. Subaru is one of our sponsors, so I keep an eye on them. They're quietly just, you know, kicking butt. They just, they, yeah. they just, you know, they don't say anything about it. They're not a braggadocious company. But I think another one that is doing well is nissan believe it or not they've got nissan, some nice yeah. vehicles you know and i they're coming out with some nice new vehicles and what have you but i'm glad to hear there's only a couple that are getting killed off because i got a couple yeah well <laughs> you know till yeah exactly till next week all right thank you bj for uh your report um thank you thank for you always, yes having uh, the time for us and um, what can I tell people? Our show is brought to you in part by, uh, hold on, see here. Uh, no, um, no, no, not them either. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Oh, yeah. Dodge. That's right. Dodge. I, I'm just very proud of that, as you can tell. I had to go looking through all these papers. No, I am proud of that, actually. They're doing a great job, too. Proud of all of our sponsors. And thank you to all our sponsors. We got another half an hour to go. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch the dial. Just hang tight through the commercial. We'll be right back. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. 
I love that bass in the background there. Um, all right. George Kennedy now. It is time for Big George. Uh, George is the co-founder of Cartender. He's a freelance automotive journalist. He can sing My Sharona like nobody else I know. Cargo's Boston Globe, U.S. News and World Report, and a contributor here on The Drive. How you doing, George? Doing good, man. How you doing? Hold on. Woo! Oh, sorry. I just, uh, it happens every now and then. Get the right uh-huh. song, you know. Just really, really in the moment, huh? <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so um, George is driving. Now, you have to understand, George is a very big man. You're what, 6'3"? You're, you're, you're a large, big, big, handsome Hulk, right? And right, sure. right now, yeah. right now, he is 6'3", by the way. 6'3 or 4? 6'3". Okay, so yeah. I don't want to give you any more length than we need to. Uh, or, or height. Height is what I meant. Um, <laughs> she was, I appreciate Opulent. That. Opulent is the word I'm looking at. The Mercedes-Benz S, the S-Class, the S580. And George says he's driving it, and he used the word opulent. So in our first segment, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to go to the opulent truck, which is a, a King Ranch which I, I think they now make a platinum, which is also kind of a, you know, that opulent pickup truck kind of a thing. Oh, yeah, no, there are a couple of levels above King Ranch for sure. I was going to say, because it used to be King Ranch was it. And then they come yeah. out with a platinum. And yeah, you the, got plenty of options know, if you want to look at the truck. Yeah, the, the, the Batman special or whatever they're going to call the next <laughs> one. you know. And then we're going to talk about those little Japanese mini cars that every now and then you go, oh, look at that. It's as cute as a bug's ear. Look at that. And it gets run over by a, you know, a big escalator or something thing and it's it's just a it's a thing they remove from the tire at the tire shop the little mini car so start out with this opulent mercedes s580 first of all this is kind of like what they make a maybach out of isn't it the big yeah it is it's mercedes is the right thing and that was instead of making the maybach a standalone line they the maybach is a a totally incredibly opulent level above this but (laughs) it's kind of funny though i mean when you think about luxury cars you know it's almost like we've reached peak car. Like, where do you go from here? And Mercedes answered that question with the redesigned 2021 S-Class, where it's it's solving for things that I didn't think I needed in a car. Right. It's a question that has never been asked except by somebody with billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that I needed, like, an energizing coach in the car while I'm driving for more than an hour. A what? There's all right. I, you know, like it's got massaging seats, but it also has the ability to tell if you're, you know, feeling tired or been in the car a long time. Then it prompts you, "Do you want to feel energized?" And like <laughs> the seat, like will vibrate, and there'll oh be like a very like my. like positive vibe music come on, and like the whole digital screen gets taken over by this like graphic, which is a little distracting. But this like very high energy. Like, it's all meant to like kind of get you sort of more uh feeling more fresh on the road so isn't that I, funny i you know what it it's the the easiest yoga i've ever done it's kind of like a uh, electronic douche i guess <laughs> you could say that i just feel fresh now electronically you may have some new uh <laughs> may have some new sponsors next week <laughs> that's really sad isn't it well it's like what a bizarre thing the electron what did you call it? electronic coach yeah, it was like a, it was an energizing coach, is it, what they they call like energized mode or something like that. Like yeah, a I then just turn that off things. and put on the massaging seats, which are the nicest massaging seats I've ever dealt with in a car. 
And it's just it's yeah. one of this like suite of things. Like the the instrument panel is actually three D, so you, like there's a little bit different depth of uh, field or focus between the the tachometer and the stuff behind it. The whole middle screen now is one big digital screen with a couple of haptic things at the bottom. I don't know if I love that. I think you and I have talked about this before. The right blend of yeah. touchscreen and technology and too much is too much. Controls. Right. I think if you're if you're them and you're competing with somebody who's in the, the market for a Tesla Model S, you're just you're just sort of playing not keep up because this thing is far and away higher quality than a Model S. But there are some certain trends that you might lean into. You know, I could forgive the touchscreen. It's the haptic controls that go with it. So oh. instead of like an actual volume knob, there's a little slider on the steering wheel and on the down below the the touchscreen. That I think is brutal because that's something that almost you know most journalists universally derided Honda for doing in like the mid 20 teens, and that was the little slider on the on the Honda Civic. Now you're seeing it in in a luxury car. I think we're going in the wrong direction there. Well, people are becoming more techy. And so they're they're slowly but surely turning up the heat as we're just simply the frogs in the in the pot, <laughs> you know. And at a certain point, I will just go and I'll be just I'll be floating there upside down, you know. I'll I'll uh-huh. be out because yeah. I'm I'm aging light, yeah. out because I I still like to think that I can actually work on my own cars. But I was talking to uh, Carl Brower earlier in the show. And my tire pressure is down, you know, two pounds of pressure. <laughs> it's like two pounds. That's a good amount, yeah. Well, but I mean, two pounds. You know, it's like depending, thirty. Depending on, yeah, depending on what the the baseline was. Yeah. Well, the baseline on the other one's thirty nine pounds, and I got one that's at thirty seven. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Do you, do you oh feel my a god. difference in the way it drives at all? Or no, it's, it's on the back. Out. It's a Jeep. You know, it's like you you could have it. It'd be ten oh, pounds down. Yeah, you wouldn't even yeah, notice exactly. it. You know. Yeah. It's just that we, you know, it's it's uh, again, we're accustomed to being prompted. Because well, think, about, think about your Jeep, for example. Like that is, it's a the most badass version of that car, but it's a car of the people, right? right Where right. it's you know, and you now you see that amount of technology in a you know attainable vehicle. If you're Mercedes, you're like, well, where do we go from here? How do we layer on? So then you start doing crazy things like the energizing coach. They have this optional Burmeister sound system or Burmester, however you pronounce it. Right. That like. The tweeters like retract and protract from the A pillar. And when you're like listening to music, I think there's like a subwoofer underneath like your back or your butt because you feel the music like in your back and ribs. Oh my gosh. You know what? That part is really cool. I got to tell you, that's just funny. It's like, what's that? What is that? I, I, I hear something going on. It's it's under my butt. Oh, that's the butt bugle. It's the butt bugle. It vibrates your butt. Oh my goodness. All right, George, hang tight. Uh, this this is two cellos. They they play all this with two cellos, which is pretty cool. But they don't have the butt bugle. Sorry. Sorry. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road ahead. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. 
because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrembo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Well, oddly enough, this song is called SOS by the Suicide Machines. And since this is a car show, well, that's an absolutely un-PC to play that song. I've got to just shut that off right there. George Kennedy joining us. By the way, you're wondering where did I get the butt bugle from? Because when my little uh, grandchildren are over, I have three and number four, we just found out as a little girl. So I have two boys and two girls. Ah, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, when they uh, do a little one cheek sneak, you know, and I go, <laughs> oh, somebody's playing the butt bugle. <laughs> the mom and dad's laugh, but the kids I are like, like it. Just I shut like up, it. grandpa. I love it. Anyway, okay, so the uh, 2021 Mercedes-Benz S580, the opulent machine. How much money for this thing, by the way? Just curious. Yeah, so just in general, the S-Class starts at like 109 oh! Uh Yeah, right. The S580, this one, which has the hybrid V8, starts at 116 Ours was the executive line, so that had all of those crazy features that I just told you about, including four-wheel steering, mm. uh, which makes it turn on a dime. That plus options brings it to about 140 and change. Wow. Well, the change pays for the butt bugle, of which Mercedes will not appreciate me talking like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they'll car. condone uh, butt bugle playing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what, though? If you can't laugh at it, what are you going to do? So how did it drive? Just give me like one minute so, on the overall. Of so course, right, from excellent. Between right? all the features we just talked about in the last yeah. segment and then the, the, the smoothness of its driving – it doesn't feel like driving a normal car. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we talk about it Tesla shouldn't. and that's like driving right. a different kind of car. Right. It's like driving on a different level. You are in a cocoon separated from the rest <laughs> of the world. It's got a... a, a you look down turtle. your nose with the Mercedes-Benz exactly. emblem on it. Yeah, old Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. <laughs> um, right. It's got the uh, hybrid twin turbo V8, wow. 496 horsepower, 516 pound-feet of torque, it's an EQ boost, which is what Mercedes calls a mild hybrid. It's got a sport setting, but it's really varying levels of soft, mm. right? And then that's the way that that car is supposed to be. You're not going to put this into a corner in anger. You are either driving or being driven in this thing with the intent being to leave the vehicle to your next event feeling refreshed right that's I, what's going on here and that's the way you? that this car drives like from the steering to yeah. the acceleration to the right. braking right. just everything just feels so soft and refined I, i'm gonna ask you a really dumb question okay. when, when you got in it did it smell good did you just go oh, yes yeah. it does smell good it also has a cabin fragrance system yeah that's the yeah new, that's the new thing hmm I kind of like it. It's it's look. I think you and I have owned some cars yeah, that yes. definitely use a cabin fragrance system. Did you say it's got a fra cabin fragrance system? And don't <laughs> be playing the butt bugle. Oh my gosh. Okay, so 140 grand. Oh my god. I'm sure it is opulent. All right. Thanks to Mercedes Benz for letting George drive one. They'll never let me get in that car ever because <laughs> I'll go. Hey, did you hear that? Well, I don't know if there's enough cabin fragrance filter <laughs> stuff to get rid of the butt bugle. So, oh, there you go. Okay, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about an opulent truck. Which I owned a King Ranch Ford F actually 350 at one point in time but you're driving a hybrid 
F-150 Ford King Ranch, which King Ranch is, if you know, in Texas, there's there's the King Ranch. And it's the Flying a, W Ranch. There yeah. you go. It's it's and th- that's what it's named after. And it's this absolutely gorgeous, really. I think it's like the largest letter. single privately owned property or something crazy like that. Or at right. one point it was right. So uh, first of all, hybrid. Now I like that part of this whole equation, but uh, let's talk about the whole thing. How did you like it? Yes. Yeah, so we're going from one hybrid vehicle with massaging seats to another hybrid vehicle with massaging seats. Oh, nice. um, this is, I mean, I love these trucks. You know, Ford had been right at the top of the the full-size truck market and sort of kind of understanding the balance of work truck and, and weekend warrior commuter truck. And this continues to evolve that. It's not at the level of Ram 1500 level refinement and drive quality, but they're really getting that balance. Wow. This, is, this is a truck that has a comfortable interior but also an incredibly useful one. Like when I had to give it back, we, we took it camping at Lime Rock for the vintage races that we talked about in a previous right. episode. Right. I had to like check it three different times to look for all the cubbies and where I had put stuff. I'm like, right, oh, I might have right. left like a camp stove in here or a set of sandals in over here. There's just so much room beneath the seats, in the center console, below the center console, you know, d- multiple levels in the doors. It's just tons and tons of space. Well, I'll tell you what. So, you know, here you get in this car, and of course, the uh, the uh, Mercedes has the horn. It goes, you know, that British sound. This one goes, you know, it's not a dinner bell. <laughs> it's got a cow horn. <laughs> anyway, so the hybrid part of it. Can you talk about fuel economy? Did you actually measure that, or were you you're going to the races? You're probably hauling ass. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, here's the thing. We were driving, like you know, we we're splitting it between going on 95 South and doing some back roads, and we were doing, I mean, in the upper teens, getting averaging into the into the just in the upper teens in the 20. Well, well, see that's but see that first of all. That is what it should get anyway, right? I mean, the yeah, hybrid- but I mean, you got to remember, like half of our trip was going up and down back road hills, where the uh-huh. thing might be working as you're going up and down the hill, or we got to accelerate to get around uh, a tractor that was, you know, kind of going along at two miles an hour on the side of the road, and so you had to shoot that gap. So, yeah, you know, it was, it That's was definitely George it wasn't driving all the way highway driving, right? For sure. But you get the first how many miles did you say on electric? Because it's a hybrid, right? You get a little yeah, bit of electric. It's more of like a below X amount of miles an hour. So if you're crawling around the okay, parking lot, okay. it'll just be at at zero RPM. You can you can see it's got a big digital instrument panel, massive one, and instead of doing the dial thing, it's got uh, like actual numbers that read out. So it's just sort of an easy mental cue. But you can tell that it's on electric, sort of uh, you know, going around. One thing to note is that. Because it's electric, because it's silent when it backs up out of a parking spot, it does have to do the whole beep, beep, beep. Oh, it's I a mean. very, for, for such a big burly truck, it's a very like, meh, meh, meh. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> it blows its own little butt bugle. We'll be right back with more. Stay with us. He was looking for the place called the whole Fuchs. Gonna get a big dish of Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. 
Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, right now, I'm actually at Barrett-Jackson in Houston. You can check out Barrett-Jackson at barrett-jackson.com if you want to see what's going on in all the action. Uh, George Kennedy joining us, talking about the uh, Ford F-150 King Ranch, the opulent pickup truck that is a hybrid version. Um, George, so this is called Free Ride, Edgar Winter Group, and but this is really not a free ride because this is this is not a plug-in hybrid. I think those are coming along with the Lightning, which will be all electric. But right. I, I think the right. plug-in version of this would be the ultimate because then you don't have right. range and what's, what's kind of important to remember is that they didn't put a, a massive battery in this because they were trying to sort of get one of these out the door without yeah. some major overhaul to the frame right. and whatnot. So they didn't do much there. So it doesn't have the biggest electric-only range. And just to come off the my note from the previous segment, I think we were averaging closer to like 24, 25. Okay, uh, so when you were driving it, not in the mountains and around the yeah, when we were in the yeah, exactly when we we when we weren't trying to overtake John Deere tractors. <laughs> you know what's but funny is that it's not that bad. I mean, it, the it, only thing I will say is that the ten-speed automatic we've driven, you know, yeah. a handful of F one fifty over the last couple of years. It's a mixed bag that ten-speed. Whether you know it's great at finding the right gear for fuel efficiency, but it all you know sometimes it's got a bit of a a slamming problem. Oh, really? I know that's not. I haven't heard that. Is there like a recall or a technical service problem? I don't, or you know, I don't think or? so. Maybe it's just a break-in thing. Yeah, um, could be. You know, they make could a be. ton of these, so it's sort of like when you look at like the Pentastar V6. You know, when you make them in that many numbers, right. there's bound to, bound to be some variance. So, yep. you know, I don't think it's systemic. Maybe it's just sort of it was all the tractor overtaking, perhaps. Uh, what was the price on that? And we got to then talk about uh, little mini cars from Japan real quick. Yeah, so this was uh, it's stickered for like sixty two, and I think it was ended up being seventy eight with all the options. And we did get all the options, including the heated and cooled massaging seats. It's got the massive Sync Four touchscreen with wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and including the massive power pack in the back, which has in the bed has four power outlets and one of those like marine style two forty volt outlets. Yeah. So there you go. Big power output coming out of the back of that thing. Well, that's that's where this thing can operate as a generator to a lot of stuff. Thanks to Ford for letting George Kennedy drive the hybrid King Ranch F one fifty. And you probably can't even buy one if you want one right now because there's just a, a problem. We've been talking about this getting chips. Okay. I want to know about these little Japanese mini cars. You say they call them K cars for those that know. K car, K E I. And that's you know, ah. it's a class of vehicle in Japan made for their JDM, Japanese domestic market, it's a small footprint, and the automakers there will maximize that footprint by making this thing fit the exact footprint and go straight upright. So you might see you know, a van that is just a box because they're trying to fit yeah, that perfectly. Tiny you get, little minivan. Teeny tiny. Yeah, and what you do is you get like insurance benefits from g- going for a car that size. Right. They've been, after like the 25-year-old, I think a lot of been imported over here. So, you know, we spent a lot of time in Rhode Island, down on Block Island. Right. They're great island cars. People use them for their businesses. And what we've seen in New England in the last, you know, just this year alone Maine and now Rhode Island are cracking down on these vehicles, and they're basically the DMV in Rhode Island saying is insisting the owners must turn in their plates. But the crazy part is 
they're citing a non-government agency at a source. I think it's called the American Association of Motor Vehicle Administrators, non-government. And they don't have the authority to regulate. And they're using that. And it's causing a lot of confusion for a lot of these owners, so much so that the state has put a stay into this process. Wow. And the DMV is still trying to claim plates. So it's tough because a lot of these are like fun little sports cars, like yeah. the Honda S660. Right. But a lot more are vehicles that people are using for their businesses. And with this sort of arbitrary process, people are getting in the way of, of people's livelihoods. So yeah. there's something to be said there. I don't care who you are. When you see one of these things, you go, I got to get me one of those. That is just they're cool. Fun. They're fun. They're small. They're, yeah. you know. For as many big trucks as we see out there, if you're a small business, you don't need an F-350 or a panel van. You could use something like this to pick up, you know, your different, you know, groceries or whatever if you're running a small restaurant. And so it's disappointing to see, you know, it must somebody at the state house or at the DMV must have seen one in their, their neighbor's yard and not liked it and all of a sudden told the DMV to crack down. Right. But the problem I have is that there are business owners that are being impacted by this. Mm, so for sure. Well, and then importers too, because there's a lot of these things floating around in little places. Well, we just want to see consistency when it comes to that kind of stuff. Right, you, right. you don't want to spend a, a year and however much money working on importing a vehicle just to have the state change its mind in a day. Because right. people wait years for these cars to come in. Exactly. That's George Kennedy the third. He, uh, again, Boston Globe, U.S. News and World Report, and Car Gurus, and right here on The Drive. Thank you, George. You bet, man. All right. Hey, brother. Uh, that's what this uh, song is called. All right. That's about it for me this week. I'm going to go back to the auction over at Barrett Jackson. Uh, Barrett-Jackson.com if you want to see more. I'm Alan Taylor. See you next week. Have fun, everybody. Hey, sister, do you still believe in love, I wonder? When you think Subaru, you think love. The 2021 Subaru Outback gives you state-of-the-art active safety technology for extra confidence on every drive. You can count on the roomy comfort and impressive cargo space, standard raised roof rails with enhanced tie-down points, and Subaru Starlink Multimedia with an 11.6-inch high-resolution touchscreen to wrap your experience with love for your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6-inch touchscreen available on select models.